When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Band Biographies. I'm Tom Austin Morgan, your host, and I'm here to talk about what's been going on since the interview with James Crutwell was released last month and what you can expect from this month's episode. There's quite a bit to tell you this month, so strap in. Firstly, I'd like to thank James for coming on and being incredibly patient while the chat we had went unpublished for so long. I thought it was interesting to hear about what we expected the end of the year to look like back when we recorded it in March or April, compared to how it actually is now. For example, how long it would take people to return to feeling normal in everyday situations after lockdown was lifted. We were both looking forward to getting back to playing and attending gigs again, but worried that we might feel a bit uncomfortable in those environments, or that it might take people a long time to feel comfortable in crowds. It turns out that a lot of people seem to have clicked right back into their pre-Covid ruts straight away, which I guess shouldn't have been a surprise. But what has surprised me is that having played a few gigs now with my own bands, I feel more excited to be at a gig again than I am anxious. I'm trying to keep my distance from people, but it's hard to do so in some situations. James and I have since met in real life at one of these gigs, I'm glad to report, and he was just as easy to chat to and excitable as he was on the episode. And the feedback that I got from people who did feedback to me after the episode went out agreed that James seemed like a diamond geezer and someone they'd like to have a pint with. There have been no new reviews left on Apple Podcasts this month. I'd love to have some more to read out on next month's episode, so do go over there now if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. If you can't think of what to say about the podcast, why not just leave a review of your favourite band, your favourite album, your favourite gig, or your favourite festival experience? I'd love to hear from you, and it helps this show become more visible on the charts. Thank you. Now, I've been very quiet on social media recently, and there's been a good reason for that. There's been a lot going on behind the scenes that I've kind of alluded to, but now I can announce, I hope. I still feel like I might be jinxing it before it happens for real, but let's rewind a bit. I was lounging on my sofa the day after my nan's funeral at the end of July, feeling sad, and trying to get my head around the fact that all my remaining grandparents have passed away in the last year and a half. Not from Covid, thank God, but still. I got a message off my friend and former guest on this podcast, Paul Brightman, asking if I'd like to go on tour in Europe in December. I initially thought he was asking Swamp Stomper, the band I'm in with him, to see if the other three of us would be able to get the time off in December to support Sham 69. But then I looked again, and it was sent directly to me to join Sham 69 on bass at the end of the year for a European tour. Of course I said yes. I mean, I'd kick myself if I'd turned it down. 
especially since I'm now self-employed and can do the majority of my job normally as long as there's an internet connection. This is yet another positive that's come out of the pandemic for me personally, as there's no way my old employer would allow me a month off to go play music around Europe, regardless of the fact I've been a fan of this band for years. No right-thinking employer would care. I was then told I'd have to learn 40 songs in August for a tryout at the beginning of September. What actually ended up happening was that I learnt just shy of 30, but that's still a song per day. I've not played multiple hours every day for a month, probably ever, and I think I could possibly sand down a table with the calluses on my fret fingers now. But by the time the tryout came round, I was nervous but ready. I was put at ease straight away by the fact that the band hadn't got together more than a couple of times in the last year and were quite rusty themselves, and over the four hours I made fewer mistakes than anyone else, not wanting to blow my own horn or anything, but there you go. Still, I never liked to take things for granted and I couldn't quite get a feeling of how it was going from the drummer and the singer, who seemed nice enough but weren't really commenting on how it was going and how I was playing but they were talking about some upcoming gigs in the next few months and using the term we and saying how there was a particular musician at this show that we were going to be playing with and a certain photographer at another venue that we'll be meeting with. Again, I assumed we meant us, as in the band already, not necessarily you as well. So I just concentrated on playing well and not putting my foot in my mouth whilst also engaging in conversations where I could. I overthink everything. On the car journey back, Paul had given me a lift, one less thing for me to worry about. Paul said he thought that I was a shoo-in and that the drummer, Ian, had said that I'd played well, seemed to know all the songs and didn't need any prompting. The next day I got the message saying that I'm in and that I have a full day of rehearsal this coming Friday ahead of playing a Scar and Punk Weekender in Great Yarmouth on a bill with the Style Council, the Toasters, Rick Buckler from The Jam and Neville Staples from The Specials. All people and bands I've been listening to for years and years. So I've continued playing the songs almost every day since then in preparation for the rehearsal on Friday to make sure that there's absolutely no doubt in their minds that they made the wrong decision. Did I mention that I overthink everything? So that's why you've not been seeing much of me on social media in the last six weeks or so. I think you'll understand, and eventually I'll get the hang of it. This coming Saturday, the 25th of September, my band Swamp Stomper is playing at the Hope and Anchor in Islington, supporting Janice Stark, whose frontman and guitarist Giz Butt used to play live guitar for The Prodigy and appears on their seminal crossover album The Fat of the Land. It's going to be an amazing gig. If you're able to come down, I'd highly advise it. Anyway, that's quite enough of me talking about myself. Almost. Obviously, all my spare time has been sucked into practicing for this amazing opportunity. I've done a load of work on the next documentary and I'm lining up interviews. I hoped I'd have one or two done and in the bank by now, but they haven't quite worked out. They will happen though, but I've not been able to complete anything just yet. So what I propose is to put out my recent appearances on the Permanent Record podcast as my next episode, which Brian and Sarah are happy for me to do. So what you'll get is something quite different from what I usually put out. But I'm hoping it encourages some of you that don't subscribe to Permanent Record podcasts 
to go over and have a listen to some of their previous shows, if you like what you hear. This will be all four episodes stitched into one giant episode, where the three of us go in-depth discussing U2 and their iconic 1987 album, The Joshua Tree. It's going to be a mammoth episode, so if you'd rather hear it chopped up into more digestible parts, do go and subscribe to their podcast and let them know I sent you. I hope that my excitement over my news is interesting and exciting to you too, and not too self-indulgent. I also hope you understand why I'm not putting out another documentary or original interview this month, and aren't too upset by that. Regular programming will resume soon. But until then, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Please do reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by email, as well as leaving those ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. But more than anything else, take care of yourself and stay safe. See you in the pit. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.